So we're in week two of our series, Daily Reminders. And, and last week, we kind of started off this series as we, we looked at this spiritual growth and our personal spiritual growth. And, and we talked about putting first things first. And, and you know, just like the song that, that we put first things first in our life, and, and our prayer is that we put God first, that we actually put Jesus in his word first in our life, and, and that we look to him above all else. And, and I do have a question, just curious. How many of y'all last week actually looked at your phone to go, oh, I can't believe I spent this much time on my phone? Y'all remember, I, I averaged like three hours a day. We had some youth that were doing like 18 hours a day on their phone. And, and, and you start looking at how long you spent in an app. And you know, it was kind of crazy as we looked through it. And my prayer is that during the week that you kind of maybe change your daily routine a little bit. That, that you actually put first things first during the course of your week last week. And, and I want to encourage you, if, if you missed the message, you can go back, you can see it on our website. And, you know, we all have these daily routines that we follow. And sometimes those daily routines actually pull us away from God because we put too many things into our daily routine instead of putting God first in all that we do. Now, this week we're going to talk about gratitude. Um, yeah, I think it, we all understand gratitude. We understand, you. Yeah, hey, we're, we're so thankful for all that God does. And, and we're real quick to actually thank God. Man, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. And we're really good at this Thanksgiving part of it. But how about actually giving gratitude to God for who he is? You know, I, I think, unfortunately, you know, we kind of miss that point in our lives because we're so me-centered or self-centered. But there was a song that came out back in 2020. Um, it's Chris Tomlin and Thomas Rhett, and it's actually the name of the song is Thank You, Lord. Now, it's probably not a song that you'd hear the worship team sing. Um, you listen to it on the radio, and you got like Caleb or or Way FM going on, you hear this song come on, you're kind of like, did my radio station get changed? Because all of a sudden you think maybe you listen to a country song, or, or maybe, you know, all of a sudden you're in, you know, not that we do this, but we're in a country bar, or maybe in a honky-tonk, and, and you hear this song come on. But the lyrics for the song are actually really encapsulate what it is to show God gratitude. And some of the lyrics actually say this. It says, thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Now, like I said, sounds kind of country, right? It goes on and it says this. For my mama, for my friends, for your love that never ends, for the songs that make us dance on this old dirt floor, for my babies, for my girls, for the way you changed, they changed my world. Waking up today, yeah, I just got to say, thank you, Lord. So, I mean, you, you hear it, and like I said, if you hear it on the radio, you're going to be like, man, that sounds country. And maybe that's why I like it. But it's very down to earth. I got to ask, when is the last time you thank God for your mama and your friends? I mean, most of us, all the time. Man, I'm so thankful. 
I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. And, and you know, unfortunately, you know, I think it's so easy for us to thank God for what we have. And even, you know, I thank God for my mom. My mom's been long gone, but I thank God for what my mom did and set the tone in my life. So I can thank God for my mama. I can thank God for my friends. But I need to thank God for who he is, not just the things that I get. And that's one of the things, like I said, we're going to be looking at today. And and as we kind of look at this, I, I want to encourage you this week, there's a group of Psalms from Psalm 113 to 118, which are called the, the Egyptian Hillel songs, Psalms. And, and they're actually these Psalms or songs of praise that are sung during the Passover. They're sung during different Jewish festivals. And, and the word Hillel actually means um, praise Yahweh or praise God. And this whole group of Psalms is nothing but praising God for who he is and remembrance for what he's done, but giving him praise and that gratitude for who he is in our lives. So the big idea today as we talk talking about gratitude is this. Gratitude is an important daily routine. Our gratitude should be to God for who he is, not just for the things that we have. And, of course, a daily reminder, you want to put a little daily reminder on your calendar, uh, make it this. Take time to practice daily gratitude towards God. Actually put that reminder out there. Put it on your calendar. Have it pop up at some time during the day, you know, that all of a sudden, hey, I need to practice gratitude towards God. And make that part of your daily reminders. Um, We're actually going to be in Psalm 103. Uh, verses 1 through 15. So maybe put a reminder on your phone at, at 10.30 in the morning or at 10.03 to say, hey, I need to read Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. You know, and, and have that, hey, in, in order to do this, I, I need to give gratitude to God. Put that reminder out there to go back and read this verse. We'll put that reminder in there to go read Psalms 113 through 118, and, and that way you can actually give that praise to God throughout your day. And with that being said, as I said, we're going to be in Psalm 103. Um, if you don't have a Bible, there is one in the back of the pew in front of you, and unfortunately, I did not go to see what page it was on today. So who found Psalm 103 in the Bible in the back of the pew? Anybody? What page is it on? 690? Page 690, so there you go. So we're going to be in verses 1 through 5 of Psalm 103, and as always, uh, we're giving reverence to our Lord for the reading of his word, so can I get everyone to all rise for the reading of God's word. So Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, read along with me. My soul, bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. My soul, bless the Lord, and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. Praise be to God. This is the word of God. Praise be to God. You may be seated. So, as we take time and we look at this, I, I think, unfortunately, if any of y'all are like me, 
We, we, we have a problem where our soul has a problem. We, we got a problem remembering things or, or we're forgetful. Now, you may say, no, I'm not that forgetful, Pastor. I, I remember on July 3rd, 1975, he did this to me. You know what I mean? We, we, we have a way of remembering things where maybe it's this hurt, this hang-up, this habit. Maybe it's some type of sorrow we had. Something bad happened in our life. Man, we can remember that, right? We can remember it to the day, the time, the minute, sometimes even the second. I was messing with Patty this week about that. I was like, well, on this day at this time, and actually it was this second, you said this, and, you know, we kind of chuckled about it. And, of course, I was making it up because Lord knows I don't remember any of it. Uh, but, but we tend to remember these things. But how often do we forget what God's done for us? And, and our soul, our inner being kind of forgets that, that God has been there for us, been there with us. And, and all that time through those bad times, through that hurt, hang-up, habit, sorry, sorrowfulness, whatever it was, God was by our side. But we remember the bad thing, but we forget about God who was there with us. We, we forget about how he walked us through that valley or took us through it. And, and we just, we run into this problem of, hey, we forget about it. It's so easy, which is unfortunate. And, and you're not alone. King David was the same way, the writer of this psalm. And, and as he, he wrote this psalm, he, he kind of is, he's reminded his soul of two things. He's reminding that inner being, and, and, and you know, it's one thing to just, you know, we live in this world of, of self-gratification, and, and, you know, we kind of like go through the motions, but what about deep down inside? And what David's doing here is he's talking to that deep inside, that, that soul inside of us, speaking right to the heart of the matter, and, and he tells it to do two things. First thing he calls it to bless the Lord. Now understand, this word bless is like getting on your knees and, and having this adoration towards God. It's, it's really blessing and, and worshiping and, and reminding yourself or the soul reminding itself who God is. Bless the Lord. And, and then he tells it to go on. He says, not to forget all of its benefits. And as I was sitting here and I was thinking of this, I think it, it, it's really this challenge of don't forget what the Lord's done. Don't forget what the Lord has done for you. Not only, you know, it's, it's beyond this body, it's into the heart, the soul of the matter of don't forget what the Lord has done for you. Which unfortunately, like I said, I, I think we run into this time of forgetting. I think we're all guilty of, hey, we get through something and we're, thank you, Lord. I hey, that's great. And, and then we kind of wander away. You know, because, hey, Lord, I, I'm glad you were there for me. You got me through it, but I'm good now. I, I, I can handle this on my own now. And, and we try and do it on our own. And then as we do this wandering and we do this walking, all of a sudden, where are we at again? We're back, oh, Lord, I need you. Right back where we were at, all of a sudden, Lord, oh, my God, Lord, get me out of this. And then what do we do? We go through this vicious cycle. Thank you, Lord. 
I'm good. I'm not good. Lord, I need you. Thank you, Lord. And this vicious cycle. And some of y'all sitting there going, man, I just went through that three times yesterday. Because it's this cycle that we go to and, and realizing that, you know, we live in this world of constant change and, and, and even, you know, we, we think, hey, we've got it. You know, and you look at the world today, there's war, there's, there's financial strife, there's people hurting who, who can't get food, they've they got health problems, they've got home problems. And, you know, even the church, the church has problems of its own as people come and go. But the reality is we know that our Lord never changes. In, in the book of Hebrews, it tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's the same. But I think sometimes we forget that. We forget that because of everything that's going around us. We have all these distractions. We have all these things going on that we actually wander away from the Lord. And even though we may have this head knowledge, I think sometimes our heart or our soul forgets what the Lord's done for us. We, we, we forget and we try and move on to, to do things ourselves, And that's what David's reminding his soul. Bless the Lord. Remember his benefits. Remember everything he's done for you. And as I look at this, I, I just... Verse 3, he forgives all your inequities. So as a sinner, he saves me. He saves me from my own self. He saves me from the sins that are in my life. He, he removes these inequities. He, he helps me to, instead of going down this road that the world wants me to go down, which is so easy. It's so easy, you know, sin is appealing, it looks good, it looks, man, this is going to be fun. And it may be fun for a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's, oh, Lord, I need you. And the realization that, that he actually takes these inequities, he saves us from it, even though we are sinners, he saves us from our inequities. It was paid for on the cross by Jesus. And the fact that even God's word says that he remembers our sins no more. Now, this is the almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of everything, knows everything, sees everything, and chooses when we accept Jesus to remember our sin no more. Man, we can remember who sinned against us back in 1977. The God of the universe, because of Jesus, decides not to remember those things anymore. He removes us from all. He forgives all of our inequities. Think about that. When is the last time you forgave someone for everything they ever did? Reality. Yeah. Oh, but we're Christians. Oh, we forgive, but I ain't going to forget. And then what happens when you don't forget, then what do you do? You hold that animosity inside, and then you pull up that date. On this day, you did this to me. And instead of letting it go, and, and that's what David's talking to his soul here. Bless the Lord. If he forgives all of your inequities, why can't you forgive others? 
and actually do the same thing that he does for you and be willing to know that if he gave up all of him, all of it, if he forgives you, you need to forgive others. And, and you know, as I think about this, this whole thing of, wait, every sin I've ever done, every sin I'm still doing, and any sin in the future, it's already taken care of. That's like crazy. Because I know me. I know where I was back there. And some of y'all the same way. Man, he, ooh, the things that he forgave me for back here. I'm glad I'm not doing these anymore. I'm glad I'm here now, but I still fall short. And guess what? While I'm still in this body, I'm still going to fall short again in the future. But he forgives all. All, every single bit of it. And, and you know, when I think about that, I'm just blown away. And I, I really think about, you know what, I, I need to do exactly what David's doing here. And I need to say, my soul, bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Because when you look at everything that he does, you can't help but ask, souls, you need to bless him. Remember what he's done, because we know what we've done. And we know what he's done for us, and we need to remember it. It goes on, it, it says, he heals all your diseases. He heals all your diseases. I'm like, man, that's so great. And, and, and you know, I, I've heard people preach on this, he heals everything. You've got cancer. Come on up to the stage. Let me lay hands on you. You will be healed. Well, here's the reality. I can't heal anybody. Only he can. He heals our diseases. Does he have the ability to use someone to heal someone? Yes, he does. But it's got to be within his will. And the reality is God's will isn't always that he's going to heal you here on earth. Sometimes his will is to heal you when you get to heaven. And I know there's times we don't want to hear that. And, and Tuesday night prayer, I mean, that's one of the things that we pray. Lord, may your will be done. And, and we actually, you know, if, if someone passes and, and, and goes and meets Jesus face to face, that's a praise. Lord, thank you for healing them. It may not be the way that we wanted or thought. You know, I remember the day that my mom passed away. I prayed that prayer. Lord, heal her here on earth or take her home and heal her in heaven. Now, of course, he took her and healed her in heaven. And I was upset about that. Lord, you could have healed her here. But to understand when I pray your will be done, I've got to allow his will to be done. I've got to allow for that and the realization that he heals our diseases. And I kind of thought, man, you know, I understand, you know, physical diseases, you know, cancer or MS or whatever it may be, getting smacked by your wife with the right hook and having to wear a Band-Aid on your head, whatever it may be. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. <laughs> Whatever it may be, I think we all have these sicknesses in our soul besides the actual physical sicknesses. And as you think about 
the soul. He's talking to his soul here to, to bless the Lord. Our soul has many things, that diseases that come across it. Our soul can have lust, hate, greed, jealousy, discouragement, depression, anger, fear, guilt, and doubt, just to name a few. All things that our soul is diseases to our soul. Those diseases get inside of us and prevent us from doing what God calls us to do. They actually almost alienate us or separate us from God. Because we get so caught up in whatever that disease is in our life, and yet here we understand that he heals our diseases. So he can heal our lust. He can heal our hate and our greed. He can heal all of these things from our soul, from the inside of us. But you know, anytime you go to a doctor and as, as a great physician comes to heal our soul, there's always some medicine that you got to take. And in Psalm 107, verse 17 through 21, it says this, fools, <coughs> fools suffered affliction because of their rebellious ways and their inequities. They loathed all food and came near the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from the distress. He sent his word and healed them. He rescued them from their traps. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all of humanity. You think about this, the touch of the great physician. You know, I think about, you know, in life, there, there's touches that mean something to each one of us. And one thing I always think about, I think about the touch of a mother. You know, as a mom, my mom's touch, it was loving, it was caring, it was supporting, it was, it was, it was there to help me move on. It was always that, just a tender and loving touch. And as I think of God, the, the great physician, as he's healing us and he's healing these diseases inside our soul, he's got that same touch. He's got that touch of a loving mother or that touch of a loving father. Well, whatever it is, each one of us knows someone in our life who has touched us in a way that has that same love, that same kindness, that same willingness to do what it takes to help us to move forward. And knowing that our God does the same thing for us. He's got that loving kindness towards us. And when I think about the whole fact that I suffer from all these diseases of my soul, but yet he touches and heals me. And all I can do is say, my soul, bless the Lord in all that is within me. It goes on, it talks about he redeems your life from the pit. So as slaves to sin, because anyone who's in the human body, we know we're slaves to sin. So as slaves, we see that he actually redeems us from his life in the pit. As a person here on earth, inside the sinful flesh, every one of us were headed in the same direction. We were headed towards the pits of hell where we were going to spend eternity but yet God saw this and had compassion for it. And he came, said, I need to redeem them from this pit of hell. So what can I do? And what did he do? He came to earth in human form as our Savior. He willingly went to a cross to be the perfect sacrifice 
for our sins in order to redeem us from a life of eternity in hell. So when you sit here and you think about that, I'm like, oh my God, Lord, you really did this for me? For me, a sinner. He saved me and redeemed me from the pits of hell. And how can you not say, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And remember, it's a daily thing. Bless the Lord from deep within. It's deeper than words. It's more than words. Thinking about just, look what he did for me. Look what he did for you. For each one of us redeemed us from the slavery to sin. We have been set free to move on. I remember, think of this song, the hymn, Come Thou Font of Every Blessing. It says, Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the face of God. He too saved my soul from danger, interposed with his precious blood. Willingly, for us as sinners, redeem us from our life and from the pit, willingly came to this earth and died for you and me. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless the Lord. I like the next verse, he, he crowns us. How many people here, I, I, I read that, I'm like, man, he, he crowns me. He puts a crown on my head. I'm like, it's like a king handed over the keys to the kingdom. Here you go. Here is your crown. And as sons and daughters of the king, we all get crowned. We get this crown given to us. And I'm like, wow, hey, we're royalty. This is amazing. So I'm a sinner. I fall short of the glory of God. But yet he puts a crown on me and, and I get this air. I, I get all of the everything as a family member of the king. And, and he crowns us with faithful love and compassion. Crowns us with faithful love and compassion. Man, that's grace, isn't it? That is God's grace. As I look through this scripture and I look at everything, man, man I, I, I've been bad, I've been a sinner, I, I, I wander around, I do all these different things, but yet his grace was big enough that he crowns me. And he crowns me with this, this love that only he can provide, with this compassion that only he can provide us. And his tender mercies last forever. And, and as I look at this, I, I just think of that, realizing that what he does is more than enough. I thank God for his tender touch through the harsh times of my life. You know, there's times in our life when that human touch or human words just don't touch us. It just, it's not there. But there's something about in those times when, man, I, I just keep your words to yourself. Don't touch me. I want to be alone. I, I need to be here. I, I, I just need away from everybody. And you don't want that touch. And then God shows up. And you feel his tender touch. Just come in and just hold on to the deepest inner parts of your body. 
He reaches in, He grabs onto your soul, and, and with His rod and His staff, He comforts you, and He leads you to where He needs you to be. He crowns us, even though we don't deserve it. I see here, God, God's realm is overabundance, is more than enough. Yeah, I think we all like to say Jesus is all we need. <clears throat> Jesus is all I want. But if it ever comes to a place in your life where Jesus becomes more than all you need and more than all you want and he becomes all that you have, you're going to find out that he is more than enough. He is more than enough. When he moves in your life, it's going to be more than just enough. And as I look at this and I see that he crowns us with his mercy, he crowns us with his love, he, he gives us more than enough, how can you not say, my soul, bless the Lord? My soul, bless the Lord. I like how he satisfies you with good things. All right, Lord's going to satisfy me with good things. You notice I didn't say the things that you want. Good things. His good things. Now, now Grant, you know, same thing. I, I love how this, this is one of them naming, claiming kind of things here. You know, hey, the Lord says he satisfies you with good things, man. So you just ask for it and God's going to give you every good thing you want. Eh? Ain't going to happen that way. He's going to provide you with his good things. The good things that you actually really need in your life, not just that you want in your life. Because trust me, every one of us can sit here and think of a time when, man, I really wanted this. And man, I'm glad I didn't get it because my life is so much better. Or I wanted this so bad and you got it and then you're like, why? Because it really wasn't that good. The grass is not greener on the other side. It just appears that way. Yeah, but we all fall into this and understand this is God's going to provide us with what we need. He's not going to provide us with what we want. <clears throat> and understand that, <clears throat> that as, we rest, as we rest in him and as we draw close to him, we're in this constant state of renewal with him. And our, our soul gets refreshed throughout the day, throughout our time. We're able to to get that renewal from him because unfortunately here we're going to have this hard times in his life. And I like how he is very Andy. He talks about being renewed like an eagle. And I got to thinking about that. The, the whole renewing like an eagle, I, you know, I understand, hey, we're going to soar, we're going to do all this. But I got to look and what, what does it really mean being renewed like an eagle? And I got to look and I saw this thing where eagles go through like a, a molting process. And, and what happens is as they get older in life, their, their wings, some of their wings start to molt and fall off. And, and their beak and, and their claws actually get encrusted with like calcium. And what they'll do is they'll go from soaring on high and, and being up on those high mountaintops to getting a little lower into where all the rocks are at. And as they're in that area of rock, they, they start to pluck the molten feathers out. And they'll actually scratch their beak to where the calcium and everything on their beak actually comes off and, and rub their talons on the, on the rocks to almost down to nubs. So now at this time, they're defenseless. They can't fly. 
They can't protect themselves because they got no talons. They got no beak, and, and they're basically just helpless in the rock. But then what happens is the feathers begin to grow back. The beak comes back stronger, just as sharp. The talons become just as long and just as sharp as they were so that all of a sudden that eagle can come up out of the rocks and spread its wings and fly high again. And, and as I think about this, I think all of us kind of go through the same thing. Uh, I think we go through a molting process in our life. We, we kind of get caught up where, you know, maybe things just get a little old and tired. You know, maybe our feathers just aren't what they used to be. Maybe we're not as sharp as we used to be and not as good as we used to be, but I think sometimes we got to do like the eagle to be renewed. We got to spend time with the rock. We got to spend time on the rock. And, and, and as we spend that time with the rock and he renews our soul, we're able to then soar like eagles. As the eagles during his molting process, their eyesight actually kind of goes also, but as they go through the process, they get that keen eyesight again. And, and maybe through that molting process, we need to get our eyesight focused back on the Lord. Focus back on what He wants us to be doing. Get focused back on His face, His love, His mercies, and all the things that He does for us. But it starts with being on the rock. Having the rock as your firm foundation. Placing your life in his hands. Making him a priority in your life. Putting that daily reminder out there of giving him gratitude for who he is. Everything he has done in our life. We're thankful for mom. We're thankful for this. But what about being thankful for who he is? The creator of everything the one who willingly forgives your inequity. He willingly heals your diseases. He redeems you from a life from the pit. He crowns you with a faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things and renews you like an eagle. How can we not say, my soul, bless the Lord and all that is within me? I think sometimes my soul forgets. Be quite honest. I'm your pastor. There's times that my soul forgets. There's times that life gets in the way. There, there's times that things in life get in the way. Thank God for daily reminders. Those things that help us to remember to do things. You know, Like I said, if you ever look at my calendar, every minute of every day there's something on it. And I get pop-ups on my phone. Time to do this. Time to do that. It doesn't mean I always do them. Sometimes it's like, okay, snooze or dismiss. And yeah, I'll get to that tomorrow. Depending on how my daily routines got messed up. Or, But the one thing I can always do is take time and just remind my soul. Bless the Lord. Take time to worship Him. Give him the gratitude that he deserves for all that he's done. As I said, the whole big idea for today is this. Gratitude's an important daily routine. And our gratitude should be to God for who he is, not just the things that we have. It's 
way too easy just to thank Him for what we have. And the whole practice. Practice daily gratitudes towards God. If you're caught up and you got burdens, you got things going on in your life, stop and give God gratitude. If you feel like you're headed towards the pit because your sin is too great, stop and remember that He, he, he forgives all those inequities. He can remove you from that pit. He's going to give you good things. He's going to provide for you what you need in this life. He's going to be there and he's going to empower you to be renewed like an eagle. Take time every day. Bless you. Soul, bless the Lord. It's more than just here. Coming from here, allow it to come from the inside. And bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, bless the Lord. Oh, my. Just think about everything he's done. And if you think about everything he's done for you, how could you not ask your soul not to bless him? Make it a daily reminder this week. Bless the Lord for who he is. And maybe you're sitting here saying, well, pastor, I can't bless the Lord because I am messed up, I am jacked up, and my life is just, man, there ain't no way in the world that Jesus would accept me. Well, I got some good news for you. Jesus accepted me. Jesus accepted Mike, Kathy, Robin, Miss Joanne. Now, Miss Joanne's kind of perfect, so we can understand that one. <laughs> God's word says we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. So now think about this. If we're all sinners, if you look to the person sitting to your left or your right, guess what? They're a sinner too. And you may look at me like, oh, you mean miss? No way. They can't be a sinner. Yeah, guess what? We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. The difference is your sin may be different from my sin, but sin is sin. See, here on earth, we kind of rate sin. Oh, well, I'm just a liar and you're a murderer, so your sin's worse. In the eyes of God, sin is sin. So no matter what your sin is, guess what? We're all on the same playing field. Sin is sin, and we all fall short of the glory of God. But here's the good news. That God loved you enough to send his son to die on a cross. And God's word says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So now here's the reality. It's like, that's it? All I got to do is confess with myself, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. And I believe in my heart that God, you raised him from the dead. I'm saved. Yes, guess what? You're saved. No way, pastor, it can't be that easy. That's the easy part. Well, I know what the hard part is? Living that life. Living life as a Christ follower. Doing what God calls you to do. Because the reality is when you accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes on you, and now you're going to live this different life. And the sin that's in your life, you're going, man, that's a sin. I need to get away from that. I need to move on. And for some of you, it may be, 
hey, I, I got this sin. I'm going to move on. And, and Jesus, I, I accepted Jesus, and, and he's the Lord of my life, and, and I can't do this anymore. And you try and walk away, and it's like that very powerful magnet and just keeps pulling you back, and you just keep getting sucked back into that sin. And, and that's when you got to really stand that ground and say, oh, bless the Lord, my soul. My soul, bless the Lord. I know you'll remove me from these inequities. You will heal me from this. You have the ability to do this. Lord, give me the strength to get away from this and then start to move away. But you got to rely on him, rely on that rock to renew you in that situation. The reality is every one of us is a sinner. And we're going to sin till the day we meet Jesus face to face. So if you're waiting to get your act together to accept Jesus, you might as well, hey, God's word says today is the day of salvation. Take that step today. Take that step today and then take that time to dig into his word and give him that gratitude. And maybe you're here today saying, Pastor, man, you must have been like listening to my telephone conversations, got video camera in my house or something because because I, I don't do that bless the Lord thing. I, I, I got my sin. I'm, I'm, I'm not only in the rock. I done fell off and it fell on top of me. My, my life is just messed up. It's jacked up. Just remember that you are loved. You are loved by the creator. You are loved by the man, by the person who created this world, created this universe, and he loved you enough to allow his son to die for you. That's love. That's more love than all of us could put together. He loves us that much. If you, if you haven't been blessing the Lord with your soul, I'd encourage you, don't leave here today without having that heart change. Take time up here at the altar. I'll be in the back. You can come back. I'll pray with you and for you. If you've never accepted Jesus, make today the day. Whether you're here in this room or join us for church online, don't go through this day without making Jesus the Lord of your life. And having your soul, asking your soul to bless the Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for everything that you do. Lord, I just want to say for myself and I'm sure there's more than one person in this room or online, Lord, that Lord, forgive us for not asking our soul to bless you. Forgive us for only looking at our own self-centered life when our life should be yours, you should be the center. It should be a God-centered life. Lord, help us to put you first in all that we do. Help us to remember to thank you and give you the gratitude for who you are. Lord, you do so many things for us, and we're thankful for that. But Lord, we need to be thankful for the maker and the creator of everything. So Lord, may, may, we, may we stand up and bless you. May we stand up and worship you. Lord, may everything that we do in this life 
be about you. That we will seek to please you. That we will seek to honor you and glorify you in all that we do. And Lord, that we'll never forget what you do for us. But Lord, that we will take it deeper than head knowledge and ask our soul to bless you. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online. And, and, and if, if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead, go to our website and, and help support this ministry as we try and outreach and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And you can just go to our website, fbclantana.com slash give, um, and you can make an online donation right there. Again, I encourage you to get connected to a local church, and especially if during this message you felt compelled to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, definitely go tell somebody. Let someone know because that is the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And, and from there, get connected to a local church. Hey, we would love to provide you with some resources with that. You can go to our website, fbclantana.com, and on the very front page, you say, give my life to Jesus. Click on there, and at the bottom of there, there's some links and some good information for you. And just wanted to say, welcome to the family.